What's up, Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast listeners? This is Dr. Justin Rabinowitz. I thank you so much for tuning in. Now, if you haven't left us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, we would love the support and love for you to be able to do that. Today, we have an awesome guest, Jim Huff, who is a teacher and a coach at Watchung Hills High School. He is a 2009 graduate of Watchung Hills, and 10 years later, he became the head wrestling coach at the high school. So we talked to Coach Huff about his journey through as a kid in the program and then coming back and becoming the head coach. We also talked to him about being an athlete himself and coaching athletes, and we have a lot of really good insight into getting behind the scenes with the coach. Um, Many of you parents out there that have youth athletes this will be a great podcast for you to listen to so you can get behind the mic a little bit and inside the mindset of the coaches that are coaching your kids so we hope you enjoy and we appreciate your support this is the stay healthy new jersey podcast aimed at helping you live an active and healthy life in and around somerset and union county new jersey this podcast is brought to you by strive to move located in Warren and Berkeley Heights. Strive to Move helped active adults in New Jersey get back to doing what they love pain-free. All right, so Coach Jim Huff, how are you today? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm great, and I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So you are a 2009 graduate of Watchung Hills. Ten years later, you're the head wrestling coach. What's that like? Uh, Ten years. (laughs) You said ten years. I was... uh... I didn't realize that. Um, no, it feels great. I um, have had a lot of people help me out to get to the step. Um, being the head coach at a regional high school is a lot, and um, expectations are high, which is great. And, um, yeah, I'm just really excited, and hopefully I can do as good of a job as Dan Smith did, who was the head coach for 23 years and um, really is my mentor and kind of tells me everything – how to, how to manage stuff, and I've asked him about a million questions, and I'm sure I'll ask him another million this year. They always say the hardest thing, I mean, I don't know Coach Smith personally, but I know he's a legend in the wrestling community. Absolutely. They always say you never want to be the guy to replace the guy. How hard has it been? Uh, I've gotten the, the old saying where uh, they gave you the keys to the Corvette. Um, that's that's pretty true. Uh, Dan Smith's an absolute legend. Um it, He's a guy that I've looked up to since I was in middle school. Um, 300 wins, uh, state titles, uh, state champions. Um, he's just he's the the role model that I know I had growing up, and a lot of other wrestlers in the past 23 years have had. So, yeah, taking over for him is at first it's it's a little tough. It's um, I don't want to do things completely different from all the success he had, but at the same time, you, you kind of want to instill your own, uh, you know, beliefs and, and stuff that you're doing. So, um, it, it's tough, but the good thing is I've had, um, <clears throat> I've had a lot of help outside of Dan. I've had, uh, Doug Colodi, who's also been on staff for 23 years and Mike Lisbona for 15 years, uh, Roberto Ramos. So those guys have been around for a while and it really helps me, you know, being a, a younger second year head coach, uh, it really helps helps me out overall. And so, correct me if I'm wrong. When you took over, going into your first year, the team had lost a lot of of seniors, a lot of wins. So coming to the year, where where were the expectations? 
to be honest, I, I, I wasn't really sure in the beginning of the season what the expectations were. We lost uh, three 100-win wrestlers in Rob Som, Danny Miller, Justin Hayward. Uh, we also lost some key contributors um, and overall a lot of seniors. So coming back, I didn't really – I didn't know the expectation in the beginning. Um, after the first month or so of practice, you, you slowly started to realize that, hey, we can do some something special here this year and – um, a few things went our way, and you know, kids worked really hard in the off season, and we ended up being pretty pretty successful last year. And you had a you were tell me Somerset County champs. What else? Um, we were district champs, uh, sectional champs. Uh, we lost in the state semifinals um, to Hunter and Central, which our only two losses were against them. So uh, successful season. We had five kids go to states last year, um, and all five of those, um, w- one of them returns. The other four are currently wrestling in college. So that was a big, a big plus. Um, and just trying to continue the success that that Dan Smith and all all the assistant coaches had. And also, you won district coach of the year too. So congratulations! Yes. Yeah, on that. thank you very That's much. Yeah. Not bad for At, your first year. Yeah, I, I was a little bit shocked. I had um, actually Dan Smith handed me the award, so it was kind of. Stuff come full circle That's awesome. where he was my coach and then um, I coached with him. He was an assistant coach and helped me out last year and then he's handed me the district coach of the year award. So it was uh, it was a special moment for sure. That's amazing. Very mm-hmm. cool. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, I've always tell people if I didn't do what I do, I'd be a teacher and a coach as well. That was right. like the other option for me. So I'm so interested in having a program and building a program and, and where it all starts now. Watch Young Hills has been a great program for years and years and years, right. and I'm assuming it doesn't just start when they get to high school. No, absolutely not. Our um, uh, a beautiful thing that we have going for us is we have what, uh, what we call like our our wrestling facility, and it's um, <clears throat> off school grounds, and it's it's ran by a bunch of um, dedicated people that from K through 12 have really. Um, helped us get to where, where we're at right now. Um, a lot of time and effort volunteering their hours, um, <clears throat> just really, really benefiting the program. And that's pretty much their only angle. Um, there's been a lot of, um, people that come up to me and say, Hey, you really have that building. That's awesome. What, what a great asset. And, and they're completely right. But it didn't happen overnight. Dan Smith, when he started, he, he didn't have much. It was half of a wrestling room and half of a weight room in, in the high school gym. And then slowly they came up with this idea where let's come up with our own uh, wrestling facility and, and kind of have our own thing that we can do. And it took about 10, 15 years to, to build um, with, again, I could go and talk about 20, 30 people's names that have helped contribute, um, whether they're doing free manual labor or donating money or or literally just helping out, and um, finally that that building got built about four years ago, and our K through A programs uh, go through there, and they practice all um, during the season there, and uh, the high school gets in there when they can, but that building is definitely a game changer for our program, and very honored to you know be able to say that you're a part of it. So I drive by it all the time, but just to clarify, that is it a 
it's not part of the school. Like, tell me, tell me exactly about it. And, and the reason why I ask, I, we talked about it briefly. I used to be close with Glenn Kerr from Westfield, right. and Great this guy. was in 2009, 2010. Guy, amazing coach. He always would talk about, you know, he had some issues with scheduling, and then he had some skin stuff that his kids would get. And he would always say, the biggest problem that we have is that we can't have our own facility. And he always talked about Watchung Hills as a place of like, they they got it, like we need that. How did that happen? Will you tell me about that. Yeah, so when this idea came about, 15, 15 years ago, um, it was all about having a space where it was off school grounds where uh, kids can work out whenever they want under supervision um, and where it can be some type of wrestling club that they can go to. So they don't have to go and travel 30, 40 minutes away, pay a ridiculous amount of money uh, where they can drive five minutes from their home, 10 minutes from their home and get that same experience for um, you know, for much less, lesser cost. And when that idea first came about, um, again, it took a lot of time and effort and money, but, um, the end result was we can have these practices. We can, we can go in on a, on a day that maybe was a snow day or where, uh, some kids need to maybe make weight for the next day or, uh, Christmas break or uh, winter break or Thanksgiving break. Um, it allows the opportunities for these kids to succeed where before that part-time wrestler might not have done that in the off season or might not have done that during the season right. where they weren't working out or trying to get better. And right. now we have that opportunity where we can go to that building and it's, it's, it's a great thing to have for sure. Let's talk more about wrestling as a sport. Now I was a football and baseball player, played baseball in college and I always looked at wrestling guys are a different breed, different <laughs> yeah, breed of human. Absolutely. Um, I think more than anything to me, it's, I don't think there's any sport where anyone will work as hard day in and day out. And you talk like kids today, the whole thing, but I guarantee we walk in your wrestling room. I know in Glenn's wrestling room, like kids are getting after it and it's a different, it's a different thing there. Talk to me a little bit about like the difference in, you know, like with wrestling practices and and what these kids have to put in to, to be successful. Sure. I actually, uh, it's funny you say that I was talking to a, um, a kid who's trying wrestling for the uh, first time. This actually last year he was trying wrestling for the first time, and he, and it was right after football. He's a football player, and being a football coach as well, I try to always bring those guys in, get them to, get them to wrestle. But I I said, um, hey, what's the biggest difference between football and wrestling? And he said, there's no downtime. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, in in lacrosse or football, um, <clears throat> you have breaks, you can stop. He's like, wrestling, you don't stop. And that kind of, a light bulb went off and I was like, oh, you don't really stop. So we, we don't, we practice for an hour and a half, two hours, and it's really no downtime. There's downtime when you're teaching instruction or technique, but overall it's, it's go, go, go. And I think doing that every single day and throughout the the season and throughout the school year, you kind of become, like you said, like a different animal. It's kind of like a different ballpark. Right. And the other part that's interesting about wrestling, um, is there any other sport where the coaches are really getting in it with the kids? Like you're you're on the mat a lot of times with the kids, right? Yeah, Teaching. yeah. It's um, I'm not sure. You know, like I, I used to coach baseball, and we would throw them batting practice or football. You're maybe the scout team quarterback, right. or you're showing them. But yeah, no. For wrestling, you're 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 in there, and you're you're showing them the moves, and you know you're trying to implement like your technique and. And everything. So yeah, it's a little bit different than any other sport. Um, 
as far as, you know, one of the big things you mentioned before about like weight cut and there's obviously good and bad ways to do everything. Right. How is that ever a concern for you? I, I mean, how much conversation you have to have with the kids about doing this and how to do it right and, and, and things like that? Right. Um, absolutely. Uh, weight cut kind of gives the sport of wrestling a, a scar, I guess. Um, the first thing I say right away is if you're a first, second, third year wrestler, you're not cutting any weight. There's no questions asked. Um, I do that because a lot of those kids who don't really know about the sport kind of are relieved once I say that. Um, now they think, oh, I have to lose 10 pounds. I have to lose 15 pounds. And that's just not the case. Um, wrestling is a sport where it's hard enough where you're sweating a lot and burning a lot of calories that honestly a lot of that weight comes off naturally. Um, and then you get into your, your serious wrestlers who have this goal to let me lose 20 pounds and you're, you're kind of pumped the brakes a little bit and you say, okay, you want to do this, but how are you going to do it? So what is the end goal? The end goal is you want to lose 20 pounds. All right, how are you going to get there? And, uh, you, you start this dialogue with them and they quickly either a realize that they have no plan at all. Um, or B, they have a plan, but they didn't, they didn't realize that it wasn't good enough. So what I actually created uh, four years ago was a, um, a nutrition plan, and uh, I give it out uh, in the fall. I give it out like September, October, and basically it, it works around their class schedule. Mm -hmm. It works around the high school when they have lunch, uh, when they have breaks. So um, I dictate how many meals they should have, what they should eat during those meals, and um, it just gives them a good idea. So um, if they start earlier, they can manage their weight a little better, um, plus they're working out, and it, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but it at least gives them a plan. So when they go home and they talk to their parents and they say, hey, I want to do this, and the parents are like, no way. They're like, okay, well, this is why we're doing it. This is, this is what coach um, has for me. Um, but it all starts with me telling them, I don't want you to cut weight. Because that's not the goal of wrestling. It's wrestling season. It's not cutting weight season. And I think that's like the most important thing that I try to get at them. Like you're not here to lose weight. You're here to wrestle and get better at that sport. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it, we, I would say we don't have many kids that cut weight. Um, we definitely don't force kids to cut weight. That's not part of what we do and who we are. Um, we just want to make sure that they're healthy and, and able to be successful in the sport. Right. And um so let's go on and talk now that you're, you know, I'm sure as an assistant or as a head coach, now you have seniors, you mentioned four out of five were wrestling in college. Again, I played baseball in college. Wasn't, I mean, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't that damn hard physically. What What's the conversation you have with some of these kids that, you know, I mean, out of, like I said, out of any sport where your college experience will be different than the average Joe, what's the conversation that you have? It's like, are you sure you want to, like, right. what's, what do you talk to them about? Right. Um, yeah, so there's, a, there's five kids that are wrestling in college. Gosh, yeah. um, and when they told me that they want to wrestle in college, um, probably their junior years before I was the head coach, I said, all right, well, where would you like to go? Far away, close to home, big school, small school, division one, two or three. And <clears throat> once they gave me that kind of dynamic, when I became the head coach and it was their senior year, I really sat down with them and I said, okay, it's a different ball game. You're not your typical college student. You're an athlete. That's wrestling is a 24 seven thing. You know, you have your study halls, you have your workouts in the morning, you have your runs, you have your lifts, and then you have class, right? You're going there to get a degree, not necessarily 
I'm there to just wrestle. And um, I think for an 18-year-old high school senior, it's hard for them to fully understand that um, until that first month hits. So after that first month, I I talked to a bunch of the, a bunch of the kids and all, all five of them, and I said, "Hey, what's different?" And they said, "It's a job." And I mm-hmm. said, "Do you remember that conversation?" And and I said, "Yes, coach." You know, mm-hmm. um, but they're, they're all enjoying it and they're working hard. And um, you know, I have two two kids at Stevens: Nick Serralo, Frank Medina, uh, Sacred Heart, Vincent Italiano, Scranton, Mike Salerno, and uh, York College, uh, Eddie Williams. So all five of them are enjoying it. And uh, hopefully they continue it and make you know our program proud. Sure, yeah, it sounds that uh, sounds good that you have that conversation because, like you said, it is it is a different ball game and and you know the thing that I always tell some of our kids that come in here that are athletes, I said, don't think because you're playing Division three that it's not as important because right. listen, my ba- baseball coach in college that was his full time job. Now if you don't coach wrestling tomorrow or you don't coach any sport, you still have a, a teaching job. Right different now so because if we screw up and get in trouble my coach loses his job in college exactly. that's his full-time job exactly so it doesn't matter your d123 when people's livelihood they're feeding their family based on it so that's why i think a lot of times it gets serious and i don't think people think about it that way sometimes no not at all not so, at all i mean so for you um what do you do you you still enjoy coaching the football and the baseball now that you're the head coach? You like doing both sports? Yeah, I, I actually stopped coaching baseball. Um, it became um, I love baseball. You know, I grew up that was my favorite sport. Wrestling was actually my least favorite sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it just became a little too much with uh, you know the job and coaching football and, and then wrestling. So, um, but I, I do. I, you know, I, that's definitely not out of the question. Coaching baseball again. Um, football. Love coaching football. Yeah, uh, we're. We're relatively successful this year, made the playoffs um, after a tough year the year before. And also, selfishly, I try to get those football guys to wrestle. Oh, yeah. You know, those upper weights are tough, so tough to get them to come out. And, um, you know, so wrestling and football go hand in hand, too. So I mean, we used to laugh at when I was at Bridgewater, Chuck Appel, the lacrosse coach, right. coached freshman football for a long time because mm-hmm. so, he would find the best athletes and say, come out for lacrosse. So, right, exactly. Not yeah. stupid. No, so I'm, I'm always those that freshman group every year. I'm I'm always saying, oh, you're, you're tough. I see that. That's awesome. You ever think about wrestling? They go, no, no, no. I go, all right, well, are you sure? Yeah. And then I get the uh, upperclassmen to say, yeah, you should do it. And, yeah. and that goes a long way. Well, so. you, probably the success of the program, a lot of it, I think, might be right about that. And I remember when I, it was, again, 2012, 13, when I was working in Westfield when Glenn Kurz was right. there. And forever in a day, his biggest concern was once he got about above like 160, 170, he didn't have a re- he couldn't get anybody to wrestle. He had a lot of skill guys. Right. And now they've had success. But forever, he's like, if I could just get like two or three football it. guys, it would be the team. It would right. Be I mean, if I looked at my lineup uh, pro- projection for this year, I got four out of the five kids played football. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a difference maker. If you don't have those four kids, it's tough to find a high school kid at 220 pounds sure. and, you know, athletic yeah. that wants to wrestle. Right. It's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very tough. Um, the other thing that I really appreciate about wrestling is, you know, you could be an unbelievable athlete, but if you weigh 125 pounds, it's going to be challenging to make it on the varsity football team and mm-hmm. wrestling. There's a place for you. Right. So, and usually those are your toughest kids. <laughs> the ones that you actually yeah. want to see wrestle the most. So talk to me about, you know, some of your lower weights and, and, and how I think it's so cool to watch them to have actually have a place where they can be successful. 
Absolutely. We have um, we have a pretty good core of, of lighter weights, and these are kids that have been doing the sport for a while and have had, I guess, their parents realize that maybe they're not going to be the biggest kid. So they've kind of been focusing on, on wrestling. And it, like you said, it's, it's amazing to watch what they're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. The Whether they're athletic or not, um, the dedication and the, the work ethic from these kids, it, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting to look at uh, you know, your 220, 285-pound matches, and then you kind of go back over to the lightest weight, and it's like, wow, these kids are really quick, yeah. really fast, and and super, like, super athletic. Yeah. So it's it's really good to see, yeah. Do you um, look at Coach Goodell at Rutgers, high school coach that being so successful? I mean, is that an inspiration to, to see a guy go from the high school level and be successful in the big game? 100%, 100%. Um, it just proves that... Just because you're a high school coach doesn't mean you can't uh, coach in college. Yeah. Um, he is the standard. Uh, and w- w- what's great about Coach Goodell is he's very approachable. Uh, we bring our team to their Rutgers wrestling camp every year. Uh, I go to their coaches' clinics, and um, it's always, hello, how are you? How's the team doing? How's everything? Yeah. And you don't necessarily – you might not get that at other schools or even other sports. Sure. So. Uh, he's definitely set the standard for New Jersey wrestling. What do you think it is that has made him successful at the college level? Like as you look at it, he works hard. <laughs> like I, th- I don't think there was a secret recipe. Um, I think he had to put in the time to get his his guys in there and his culture that he wanted to have in there um, in order to be successful. And it didn't definitely didn't happen overnight. But I mean, the transformation that Rutgers has made from prior to him to to now is amazing yeah no he's done an amazing job and it's it, obviously last year was kind of a little bit of a crowning moment with the two national champs that right. was amazing to watch absolutely um and hopefully now it's there just can be more successful it's fun to be a i grew up not too far from you in martinsville and you always root for Rutgers and just hope that they can figure it out in all the sports but, absolutely uh, yeah try and get the football program yeah know, once they get a coach um that'd be that'd be awesome yeah and it's it's fun um especially like for someone like me or you that enjoys college sports when you have a team right in your backyard that that is successful so right absolutely i agree um Kind of talking to that, actually, you know, uh, if you do have kids that are Division One level kids, how does that, you know, how do you talk them through, like, hey, Rutgers interested, but now there's a Penn State. Like, if you had a kid at that level, because it's always interesting, the football one is interesting, because they talk about, like, oh, well, we encourage our kids to go to Rutgers, but there's a rumor, okay, they don't want to play football, they want to go to the bigger school. So, right. what would if you had a kid, what's that conversation like, you think? I, I think it's there has to be an open dialogue, so... You know, where do you want to go to school? Is is a school like Rutgers an option? And if it is, then I, I know personally, I can give them all the all the benefits to why you should go to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been I've been I guess honored to talk to Coach Goodell, and I know his his story and his approach and how he sees the, his program, his culture, and um, I can I can vouch for him. Where, you know, if you're going to go out to, I don't know, uh, Oklahoma State, which is a great school, I, I just haven't talked to John Smith. And we, we have Mike Magaldo, who now is on the, the staff for Oklahoma State, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But now I have that open dialogue with that school. Um, where, you know, other schools, maybe like a Wisconsin or Nebraska, we just, it, an email is, is a lot different than a personal conversation. Sure. Yeah. Um, tell me about 
the differences between being an assistant and a head coach? What's something that you didn't did, you didn't realize? Uh, paperwork. Yeah, that administration <laughs> stuff. Right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, assistant wrestling coach. You know, you you make decisions. You uh, talk about practice. You you know you you wrestle. You you do everything the head coach does, and then when that's done, you go home, and then the head coach does a lot more. Right. So it's the paperwork. It's making sure kids are. Whether it's their physicals are in or their grades are good or what what they want to do post uh, high school career, there's there's a lot more that goes into it. And you don't realize how much you can say, oh, yeah, they do more. But until you do it, you're like, wow, this is this is tough. Was it you? someone posted on Twitter? I don't know if it was you or maybe Rich Soiberg commented like. Everyone loves the week before practice stars and we're trying to get paper physicals in and something like physicals that. Physicals are the most <laughs> um, stressful time of of, re- of preseason wrestling yeah. and preseason sports. I have to imagine like the fall sport even worse because kids are away for the summer. Because they're away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you're, you're constantly, you're in the hallway and you see one of your guys and you're like, yeah. hey, is your physical? And they say yes. And then the next day you check and it wasn't. Yeah. Or... Or just oh my mom has it or there's you know so many reasons and it's right. you just want everybody to be ready for day one right so what I want to talk about now um, is I want you to tell us a little bit about like when wrestling starts what your schedule looks like because I want people to appreciate the amount of time that you coaches put in and if we had to calculate per hour what you actually made based on the time you put in <laughs> it would be not very much not and very so, much at all uh, you no. obviously don't do it for that so tell me what the schedule looked like starting monday or through the season you know hours and then weekends and all that jazz sure we'll um we'll go monday through friday usually from two thirty. you know school gets out at 215 so we'll go 230 to somewhere around five uh give or take depending on the day we'll lift twice a week um we'll have uh scrimmages or, or matches once that gets going on Wednesdays and Saturdays uh Sundays Sunday nights will run an optional practice um we'll also have matches on Tuesdays and Thursdays sometimes um the tournaments are pretty long on Saturday mornings um and then it's and then that kind of keeps going throughout the whole season so you're going about anywhere from 10 to 25 hours a week uh just for practices and then if you add the eight-hour tournament on Sunday, and sometimes it's a two-day tournament, it becomes a lot. Right. Absolutely. How do you manage, or what advice do you give, or what advice would you give a parent? You have kids that are trying to hopefully do well in school. They're trying to wrestle, and they have to go to school. And then, like, my thing is, something's got to go, and it's usually sleep. Like, and now you, and right. now in your sport, you have kids that have to make weight, and it's like, how do you manage all that? Right. Uh, time management. I tell them they're time management skills have to be better than what they are if they're struggling. Uh, we will have um, kids who are struggling in class not practice, and they have to go see their teachers. So they'll go see their uh, – that specific – let's say they're struggling in history. They'll go to their history t- teacher for a half hour, mm-hmm. um, kind of either make up work or go over stuff, and then um, until that grade improves. Um, the, the good thing is with our school we have this, this thing called the watch list. So – Let's say I, I plug in um, anybody under a 75, so mm-hmm. 75 or lower, the their names will come up, and then I'll go up to that teacher and ask when, they, when they're available. And usually after school, 99% of the teachers are available, and that, that wrestler will go to their teacher instead of practice. Right. And it's just – you have to do that because I always say this to the kids. It's you're a student athlete, not an athlete student. So 
student comes first. So we need to make sure our grades are up first, and then we can worry about the sport of wrestling. And if they're really dedicated and they truly care about the sport, um, and I take that away from them for that day or for that practice, it actually goes a really long way. Mm -hmm. And and the parents really appreciate that as well. Cool. A couple more things. Um, Multi-sport athletes, I know it's a big talk. Right. Uh, I guess wrestling, you don't get as much you know, overuse injuries, whereas in baseball you can throw all the time, and football is even a shorter season. Uh, how, how do you, if parents ask you, or you were doing a lecture on you know, a bunch of youth athletes, what, what, would you, what would you say to that now that you're in it, experiencing it? Right. Um, I am a firm believer that you need to be playing multiple sports. Mm-hmm. Um, multi-sport athletes, um, I think, although people are going away from that, I don't actually think college athletes, I don't think college coaches want to have somebody who just played one sport. Um, I, I kind of think if, if you're getting recruited and there's two, it's you and somebody else and you play one sport and they play three sports, who are they going to take? Sure. They're going to take the guy who played three sports because he's got the same ability as you and you only do one. Right. You know, not only that, um, you know, you talk about the injuries and everything. If you're only doing one thing and you only have certain movements, well, if you if you played that other sport, you're gonna have different movements with your body and your your balance, your coordination, and um, I just think that people are becoming way too much too obsessed with I have to focus on this sport because I have to be the best, mm-hmm. and it actually hurts them in the long run because now either physically, emotionally they get burnt out, mm-hmm. which in wrestling actually happens a lot. Um, or they just become miserable for the sport. They start, they start kind of um, regretting doing it, right. and they don't want, you know, they, they're kind of miserable. And that's not what, right. especially youth sports. Youth sports all, is all about having fun. Yeah. So you need to have fun first, and then everything that goes from that is is, is a positive. How do you balance that as a coach now? Because uh, obviously. Um, you have to get after it and you need to push the kids, but I mean, you're there to have, you want the kids to have a good experience doing it. So how do you manage that? Uh, I would say like with multi-sport athletes. No, I mean more with wrestling. Cause to me, it's like, I feel like wrestling can turn into like, it's hell. Yeah. If you make it, how do you keep it? So obviously you guys are successful program, but the kids actually enjoy their experience. Yeah. I think, um, you, you have to find a way to make it fun and wrestling is not, might not be the most fun sport. You're sweating, you're working hard, it's exhausting, you're tired, and then you got to go and do it again the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's implementing some type of game or um, having conversations, one-on-one conversations with them, um, having them understand why they're doing it and um, seeing an end goal, seeing why they're successful or why you won that match. Like, hey, you won this match because of what you did three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think that really helps them understand why wrestling is good, why it's important, why you do it. If you do it just because mom or dad told you to, well, you're going to walk in and be miserable every day. Mm-hmm. And I tell them if that's your, your your thought process, well, either A, let's try to change it and I'll help you, or or B, you know, maybe, maybe think twice. You know, this might not be for you. Cool. Um, last question, and I hope maybe it – you can inform us a little bit, uh, women's wrestling or female girls wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last year, you tell me, last year was the first year they had state championship. Did yes. you guys have a great, tell me more about it. Yeah, we actually had two uh, female wrestlers. Okay. Um, They're both first year wrestlers um, who made it to the region tournament, um, fell just short of 
going to Atlantic City to the state tournament. Um, but I think it's it's amazing. I think it's so good for uh, for the sport of wrestling. I think it's it's great for an avenue where these girls can, um, you know, we talk all always about. Uh, boys are frustrated and they let out their frustration for football, wrestling, lacrosse, baseball, basketball. Um, same thing with, with the female wrestlers. Like they're frustrated too. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a good avenue for that as well as scholarships, you know, getting them to go to college and maybe <clears throat> they don't have to pay X amount of dollars. Uh, we had a girl, uh, Shana Murray, who actually is on a full ride to one of the top, colleges in wrestling and she actually transferred out of our school to go to wyoming seminary before they had new jersey girl state champions so um she was an absolute beast a great kid um and now she's in college wrestling for 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 a college and you know a full ride i mean that's not bad it's awesome what college you know what? I'm not exactly sure. I have to. Um, I have to go back. I'm not sure what college sure, it is. We can put it in the show notes if we have to. Um, <clears throat> so, do you have any any this year? Any girls this year on the team? Um, I think the two are coming back. Oh, so they're they freshmen back. last year. Nice. Uh, so I have them too. And um, there's been a few that have said they have some interest. Yeah. Um, you gotta wait till day one though. I'm See not sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now when they come to practice, do they they roll with the bull? How does it work? Like what yeah, so I I eventually want to get to the point where there might be just a, a female practice yeah. or where they're just training with each other. But there's only two, mm-hmm. and they're um, it's just right now unrealistic. So yeah, they they train with the with the boys and. You know they, they go at it. They're they're tough. They're yeah. really tough, both of them. Did, did they have any background in grappling or karate or jujitsu <clears throat> or anything? Um, I think the one girl had a little background in karate. Yeah. Where the other girl's older brother wrestled. Got it. So um, you kind of had that dynamic. So which which was which was good. Has um has the popularity of jujitsu and MMA changed like made more kids want to come out because now they think that's an avenue or not not so much? Yeah, seen. absolutely. Um, <clears throat> well, we've had um. Like Mickey Gull. Yes. You know, yep. he, you know, he, a Greenberg guy. Yeah. Shout out to Mickey Gull. Dr. Kevin. <laughs> Dr. Kevin. My chiropractor. Okay. Yeah, Mickey Gull went out for wrestling his senior year just because he wanted to start learning that aspect of MMA. Mm-hmm. And he was a boxer. He did some jujitsu and, and he came out and, you know, now look at where that went. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's because of wrestling, but it doesn't hurt. <clears throat> it doesn't hurt. And he comes back and he, He'll come in and say hi to the guys, and he'll come to a practice, and mm-hmm. he's giving shout-outs to some of the kids that go to states. He's a great guy, and he comes in, and you know, a good friend of mine, and he'll come in and, and, and talk to the kids and tell them why it's important. And we actually have two or three wrestlers this year that are either into jiu-jitsu, trying wrestling for the first time, or are wrestlers who want to go into jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So it's really cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah, we should get him on the podcast. Hannah just said we should get Mickey on the podcast. So oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go. He comes back. Yeah, get the superstar. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, what was it? His first fight with that CM Punk where he just obliterated. Him, right? Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. He came home right after that, and he had I don't know if you remember he had the the CM Punk uh, yeah. shirt. <laughs> so he came into one of our summer practices, and the kids were like starstruck. Yeah. They just saw him on TV and everything. Yeah. And he's from Greenbrook. He went to Watching Hills, sure. so he's one of. He's one of us, yeah. right? And the kids were just like, "Can I have your autograph? Can I have your? Can I wrestle you? You know, 
That's yeah, one kid I think said, can I fight you? And I was like, all right, relax, <laughs> relax. I don't think that would have gone very well. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I know even now a lot of football players with, I know, are do train jiu-jitsu in the off season, And I mean, just to, to get in shape and do that. So it's yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. So what are we looking like this year for wrestling? Going to be good? We'll see. Um, I think Your typical coach answer. <laughs> <laughs> we got, um, like I said before, five guys who are wrestling in college that yeah. were seniors last year. You know, that's obviously not going to help us um, for this year for our high school team. You know, but we have some three year starters coming back, um, a freshman class that has a few kids that have some potential. Um, I think this year we everyone has to kind of fit into a weight class. So I think if that can happen, we can have some success. But. Um, you know, it's a long season, so we'll see. Hopefully, uh, these kids are ready to go on Monday. All right. Yep. So as of this recording, practice will start on Monday. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for and, having me. I really yeah, appreciate and we'll it. We'll be following you along this year, and we'll make it out to a couple matches. Absolutely. And, uh, and hopefully, um, you guys can can win counties and, and take it a little further this year. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you for having me. I appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. it. Thanks. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast brought to you by Strive to Move. If your pain or injury is preventing you from living the healthy and active lifestyle you love and deserve and want to get back to doing what you love pain-free, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the best next steps to help resolve it. Find our ebooks online at strivetomove.com slash ourservices. There you'll find an ebook for topics on such things as back pain, knee pain, sports injuries, and CrossFit injuries. These ebooks will provide you with free expert advice, tips, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit strivetomove.com slash our services to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consults with a doctor on staff to New Jersey residents. Just call us at 908-547-0729 or visit us at strivetomove.com and click the Talk to the Doctor First button on the homepage to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast.